Hi, I'm Megan Gilger, and welcome to the Friday Meditation. Welcome, my friends. It is a beautiful fall day, and it is just everything we thought it would be, right? I What I love about fall, and we kind of talked about it last week, is that it allows us to kind of understand the <laughs> process of things won't ever be the same again. And that we're letting go. There's all sorts of different types of transition and um, just the letting go process. And I just don't always feel that in our fast paced world that we take enough time to acknowledge that something won't ever be the way it is right now. I find this particularly true in parenting, particularly like almost exclusively so far in the younger ages. But as the kids get bigger, I see it less dramatically. But because I'm now watching them become who they want to be and who they are and learning to help cultivate that in them and learning what that means for myself and how to make space for who they are in my life as their parent and friend and um, guide in life, so to speak. And so I see it differently as they age, but when they're younger, it continually reminded me how I look at my garden and I'm like, things are never going to grow in the same places again. This garden that I have right now is never going to look the same. The trees around me are going to be mostly the same, but they're going to lose branches. Every single year we lose a tree somewhere in the woods um, for various reasons throughout the winter. Trees lose branches. There's always one or a few on our driveway every winter or spring. So everything changes. Nothing ever stays the same. But I think... I, I think when I was younger, I always thought that things would ultimately always be the same. Like it was almost like I wanted to become an adult. I wanted these things. I wanted time to pass quicker. But I didn't realize that I could never go back and get what I already had. And now that I'm older, I understand that like you can't ever buy that back. You have to be present. You have to be in the now and you have to acknowledge that things are going to change and did you enjoy where you're at right now? If you didn't, or maybe you are really unhappy where you're at in life, how do you change the trajectory of where you're headed? And because how do you, you know, you see it all the time in nature, like the winds shift, the trees change, things change, and it changes the trajectory of where it's going. I think this is why I have as much faith as I do in the greater ecosystem in some ways, because at some point it will change the course and the trajectory of where it's headed, despite humanity, because ultimately nature wants to live and it wants to um, prosper. And so I don't know what that means, but I do believe that that's true. And it's somewhat of why I have faith in the whole process, whether that happens in my lifetime or not. But I, I just think about all of that. But anyways, all that to say, fall always makes me really realize like how we won't come through here again. It's like the letting go of everything. So that's, I actually am resurfacing a meditation from last year 
And because it's still super true and I was rereading some stuff and I was like choosing some things for an upcoming thing. And I was like, oh, this, this is still really true. And this one I want to bring back because I still like, I've been feeling this and it's just, it's, I think it's really important to acknowledge that. And I think after going through some things in our family, like last year, like almost losing my dad and just going through a lot of things, I think I thought, you know, things would just continue on in the same, but it was such a good reminder of like, everything can change in a heartbeat in a single moment. Everything we know can change. And it's both frightening, but also sort of like this perfect reminder of just being present. And so we can't ever hold anything too tightly, but we can enjoy where we're at right now. So that's what this is all about. (laughs) And I hope you guys enjoy it. So let's jump in. It's called Never Pass This Way Again. The mornings in October have finally cooled down properly. The rain has come in over the hills with the cold air behind and that drops the temperatures. The hills have turned golden in hues of orange, red, brown, and yellow. Every morning in my, co- my every morning, my coffee and I and a small toddler enter the gardens. We let ch- chickens out into the garden to clear the tomatoes we know won't ever turn now and to scratch the soil to remove all the bugs that hide away waiting for next spring. We leave the chickens to their work and head to the other gardens. We still are using closer to the house. The last of the zinnias and cosmos are full of blooms still, as if they have not been told summer has passed long ago. The little sparrows cover the dead sunflower heads, hunting for the last of the seeds to keep them well-fed this winter. They fly up in a flock as our voices carry to them. They will return once they know we won't bother them and will continue their work of saving for the inevitable snowfall. Though the garden is no longer alive with the buzzing bees or the flitting of the butterfly and bustling of hummingbirds, there is still an abundance of life in the late October garden as we await the frost that will gently speak of the perfect timing to end. I gather the last of the hazelnuts from the bushes but leave plenty for the squirrels. I dig up the oak sapling that started this spring and I let grow in the beds till it would be best to move it in the fall. I clipped the sage. I removed the last zucchini that was our best all year, despite getting a couple of squash vine borers. I pull a few beets that never bulbed and clip back the collards, which have grown bitter now. I see new life even here at what feels like the end. The borage receded and is vibrantly alive. The chamomile is already coming back around the spinach. The nasturtium seems to have not noticed summer came and went already. There is still so much that is bursting from the soil and it is hard to believe we are nearing the end now. As I look around, I note the way the leaves are whirling around with a light gust of wind. I see the tiny little toddler carrying a bucket, mimicking me, harvesting and pulling off the last of the calendula and marigolds. The chickens wander in and we shoo them away because this garden isn't yet ready despite what they think. I take a moment to take it, just take it in. A skill I learned this summer in the garden, to stop, to smell to linger, to soak it in quite literally. There are so many tasks left to do, but if I know anything, it is that this garden will never be this way again. So I have to think less of what is yet to be done and enjoy what already is. The chamomile will recede in a new place. The hyssop will be two times as big. The sage will need to find a new home next year. The onions will be pulled and planted elsewhere. 
The list goes on, but I also think about the little one and the one that is at school. They won't be this small again. I look at her and remember her sitting and eating turnips this time two years ago as she just was just beginning to crawl. She wore the same jacket that nearly swallowed her then, but now her coat is too small. Now she wanders and gathers and jabbers on. Her coat won't fit here in a few months and we will pass it on to another child to enjoy. Nothing will remain the way it has been. And I mourn that in this instant, but I also hold gratitude for the beauty of it all, to live this life, to be here now. All I want to do is linger here. I want to remember it all and hold it in this perfect rainbow of tones as the sun peeks over the house and burns off the mist from the night. I want to hold us both in this light forever, which I know isn't possible, but maybe for a minute it is. I remember when I gave birth, I worked before the process to build a safe space I could go to when birth became challenging. When I closed my eyes through the waves of labor that brought my daughter to my chest, all I envisioned was this moment suspended in time, just like the seed of the milkweed floating gently to its new resting place for winter. I could see a fading garden that smelled of the earth and herbs and this perfect morning light with a tinge of cool air. Now I'm here, living in that safe space. I have to live in it right now. How could I do much else? You see, this garden has been there through it all since we moved here. Though I will be sad to see this garden pass through another growing season, and though I am sad our days of working side by side are ending, I also am mourning something even bigger. You see, I know we'll never pass this way again. I dreamt of this life, the one right here with the garden and these little ones. I dreamt of this very life, and though there is always more to perfect, I was reminded this year by the garden that the details don't matter as much as the whole picture. We have to take time to be part of it all. Instead of pulling weeds, I clipped the flowers to make a bouquet. Instead of planting on time, I sat and had a glass of wine to watch the garden wave in the wind at golden hour. I learned how to be this year. And if there is a gift I will be utterly thankful for this year, it is that one. I learned to absorb a moment, which isn't easy and will be a continual process. When the snow eventually melts in the spring and reveals these beds to us again, I know we will not be the same humans in this very moment we are now. Little ones will be less little. The trees will not be the same. Branches will have been lost and new ones will grow in their place. The plants will not be the same and I will not be the same either. Everything will have changed and it leaves me thankful and mourning in one beautiful moment, just like an inhale and exhale. As we tie up the morning and head in with a basket full of herbs to dry and a few rounded up green strawberries from the little one I giggle and mentally save this moment. Next year, she may never pick green ones again because she will know only to pick red. So I hold it close for a moment to remember and feel this time. But just like the milk re weed releasing its seed into the wind, I know I must do the same, fleeting and momentary in order to feed us in new ways in the future. We can stay. We cannot stay forever in any one moment, but when we arrive, we can live into, into long, live long enough to capture it in some simple way that lets us know we were there and nowhere else. We do this in hopes that when our end is in this life nears, we won't feel we missed this time and long to be back to live it more fully, but instead desire to return because we knew the warmth and fullness to our bones. That we will feel at peace because when the sun was warm, we danced in it more than we longed for it to set.
that we will feel fulfilled by the harvest because we bit into the tomato when it was ripe more than we cursed the hornworm. That we lingered long enough in the golden days of the fading light that our very bones hold the gifts of the sunlight enough to endure the depths of winter. I hang the herbs to dry and note just how we won't pass this way again as I bundle sage next to little hands that pop out beans from their shells. I feel the deepest gratitude for a garden that taught me how to sit with that feeling while mourning and celebrating all in one single moment of existence, knowing that when I bottle this sage and enjoy it in January or February, I will think of this morning in October, perfectly radiant and full of the life I envisioned all those years ago. I hope that has you (laughs) thinking about your own life. I know it's like (laughs) a little bit (laughs) overwhelming to think about, but I hope you enjoy that one. It is a really near to dear one, (laughs) dear to my heart. So until then, my friends, I'll see you out there.